This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. California health experts are bracing for another potential winter surge as COVID cases and hospitalizations are spiking. Throughout the pandemic, city governments have relied on a number of measures to help prevent surges like the one we saw just a few months ago with the Delta variant. The Bay Area has had some of the strictest measures in the country, including the controversial vaccine mandates. How effective are they in convincing reluctant groups to get the vaccine? And how are politicians deciding when and how to implement them? San Francisco became the first large city in the country to require all of its city employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Mayor London Breed issued a deadline of November 1st, and that order has prompted anger across the city. Chronicle reporter Rachel Swan joins me to talk about how one city department, the San Francisco Police Department, has responded to the vaccine mandate. And while some local vaccine mandates are in effect, there's confusing and uneven guidance on the state level, especially when it comes to schools. Governor Gavin Newsom has required healthcare workers and caregivers to be vaccinated, but the option to remain unvaccinated is still available to California teachers and other staff members. Chronicle Education reporter Jill Tucker will join me later to explain why. First, let's start with Rachel Swan to take a closer look at what's happening in San Francisco. Rachel, thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Cecilia. I appreciate it. So, Rachel, can you remind us what San Francisco mandated when it comes to vaccinations for city employees and what have been the consequences for people who have failed to meet the mandate? Well, San Francisco has made vaccines mandatory for city employees, and under this mandate, Employees are allowed to apply for medical or religious exemptions, and some of them have. However, if you do not otherwise comply by the mandate, if you um, do not show proof of vaccination, those employees have already been put on administrative leave and are on a path to termination. So is this a paid or unpaid administrative leave? Like, how serious is this? My understanding is that it starts as paid administrative leave. But, you know, eventually in most uh, city departments, you would get some kind of a hearing. Then uh, ultimately, if you just didn't comply with the mandate, your employment with the city would end. So the consequences are really high here, and I imagine the pushback has been pretty tense. And I want to understand what's been going on with the San Francisco Police Department. What has been the current vaccination rate for that department, and how does it compare to other uh, departments in the city? This mandate has overall been pretty successful, and uh, most departments' vaccination rates are pretty high 
And we know that most employees of the San Francisco Police Department, even though there was initially some resistance, we know that in September, nearly 200 department staff wanted to apply for religious exemptions. At this point, 97.5 of the employees of that department are fully vaccinated, and that includes officers as well as civilian employees. So, um, you know, that's that's pretty, pretty high, even though there was Mm -hmm. some initial resistance. Can you compare it to other departments? Is SFPD in line with other city departments? Yeah, you know, we know that departments that I asked about, I asked San Francisco General, since it's so relevant to um, their work, what percentage of their staff had been vaccinated. They said about 98%. So that's a little marginally higher than the police department. The San Francisco Municipal Transit Agency, they've struggled a bit to vaccinate all their transit operators. As of now, roughly 70 of them um, either have not been vaccinated or have some kind of request for an exemption. Um, And that's out of 1,600 employees. And those, I've been told, are some of the, like, A, these are departments that are very essential to the functioning of the city, but also departments that are kind of struggling to get into full compliance. But all of them are kind of in the high 90s as far as, you know, vast majority have been vaccinated, but they're really struggling with a few holdouts. So like you said, overall, San Francisco Police Department and other city departments have responded fairly well to the vaccine mandate. But I also understand that SFPD in particular had the highest number of exemption requests, which you mentioned. Has there been any speculation as to why the refusal from this particular department is strong? I mean, one thing I will say, and this is just from me, like knowing as a consumer of news, other cities across the country have really struggled with resistance to vaccine mandates from police unions. Mm. Why I know that this was like, for instance, a big struggle in Chicago, kind of famously. Why this particular proclivity among law enforcement? It's it's hard to say. I guess one thing I could venture to say is that police unions are among the most powerful of municipal unions. You know, it could be something about the law enforcement mentality. But whatever the reason, Mm -hmm. there has across the country been some resistance from law enforcement unions to vaccination mandates. A majority of San Francisco Police Department employees are vaccinated now. But as you reported, a San Francisco police officer recently died due to COVID-19. He didn't meet the deadline. Tell me more about that case. And could his death bring down any more heavy consequences for folks that are still refusing the shot? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is like a really honestly a kind of a really sad story. This was a person on leave because he had not met the vaccination requirement. He tested positive for COVID last Tuesday. And by Saturday, his symptoms were so severe that his wife told us she called an ambulance to take him to a hospital and um, he died that day. So he died very quickly. And unfortunately, it kind of became a cautionary tale. I mean, as far as does this mean they're tightening the requirement, the 
requirement is going to get kind of more and more of a hard line as the weeks progress. You know, mm-hmm. um, pretty soon the police commission and the fire commission and the other commissions that convene hearings are going to uh, have a disciplinary proceeding for all the employees who haven't been vaccinated. So, um, you know, and at that point, like we'll get to see their names on the agendas and it's going to become public. Mm. And this vaccine mandate in San Francisco for city employees is one of the strictest in the country. And like you're describing, You know, it's been fairly successful at this point. So does this suggest that drawing a hard line like San Francisco has, is it is it the right move for other city governments in general? You know, it's interesting, Cecilia. I talked to a professor at UC Hastings. Her name's Dorit Rice. She's um, kind of a constitutional law expert. Basically, what she said is like in normal times, it it would be better from like a social and a legal perspective to get people a couple years to kind of adjust to the idea of a vaccine. But the thing is, we just don't have time now with COVID. It's just been so deadly. I mean, she said like San Francisco's approach at this point is the right thing to do. Vaccine mandates in um, various cities have survived legal challenges People are complying more than was expected. There's been fewer resignations. So, yeah, I mean, it it just seems like kind of the only option at this point. And it seems like that option is working for San Francisco. Rachel, thank you for breaking down the city's employee vaccine mandate for us. Thank you so much, Cecilia. After a quick break, we take a broader look at state vaccine mandates, which haven't been as clear-cut as San Francisco's. Chronicle education reporter Jill Tucker joins me to talk about what's been happening in California schools and why vaccine mandates have been so confusing for families. And a reminder about next Thursday's live event on homelessness in Oakland, which I'll be hosting. The conversation will feature Chronicle reporters, community experts, and Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff. You can register for it at sfchronicle.com slash membership. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Jill Tucker is an education reporter at The Chronicle. She's here to talk about vaccine mandates in California schools Jill, I just spoke with Rachel Swan about San Francisco's city employee vaccine mandate. And the big takeaway there is that it's been successful. But tell us what's been happening in California schools. I think the simple answer is it varies widely depending on the district and and where you are in the state. What we're seeing in the Bay Area is that the Um, unvaccinated rate in school districts ranges from around 25% in Manteca to 2% in San Rafael, and then kind of everywhere in between, uh, 5% in Oakland, you know, it it just ranges, uh, depending on the policies in the district, depending on the, the demographics in the area, 
reflecting to a certain degree the overall community vaccination rate. But uh, what we're seeing is there is no consistency uh, right now. It, it varies widely. So what are the vaccine requirements that are being implemented for educators and school staff? Are local jurisdictions being forced to figure it out on their own? No, there is a state requirement that kicked in in mid-October that says school staff, teachers, and other staff working in schools in public and private have to be vaccinated or get tested weekly. Mm. So it's a choice. It's a choice between the vaccine and weekly testing. But what we're seeing is a lot of districts have gone further than that and and uh, created some vaccine mandates for their staff and teachers. Others have created mandates for students, but not staff. So we're kind of all over the map here in terms of policies because the state is a vaccine or test for adults right now. And uh, so th- really, it's being left up to local districts to decide what they want to do beyond that. Well, this seems like a little bit confusing, Jill, because, for example, Governor Newsom did implement a vaccine mandate for other employment categories, such as healthcare workers or caregivers. So why not teachers who are working hands-on with children? Why give them the option of doing weekly testing instead? Well, I think that's the big question, because Newsom has said that students will have to be vaccinated as soon as the the vaccine is fully approved for their age group. So the question is why he's not requiring it for teachers and other school staff now, given that the vaccine is fully approved for those 16 and over. He said he does expect school staff to adhere to the same standards as students, meaning that when students are required to get the vaccine, he expects the adults in schools will have to get it as well. But it raises that question, why wait if the vaccine is fully approved? And we know that the coronavirus is worse for adults than for children. Yeah. And why would he mandate the vaccine for K through 12 students and not the adults who will be sharing the same classroom as these kids? Is there any speculation to this sort of confusing uh, rules? Yeah, I you know, Newsom has said that he wanted to see the October 15th rule kick in, meaning the test or vaccine requirement. His staff has also alluded to the fact that we do have a teacher shortage and there have been concerns about if you have a mandate, you know, it, what is that going to do to the the teacher workforce? Will school districts be forced to fill other vacancies. And then there are, of course, political questions as to whether, um, you know, this is is a, a union issue. And, you know, obviously Newsom has been very much supported by the teachers union and other unions in the state. And so cities that have decided to implement a vaccine requirement for school employees, has that been pretty successful? What has maybe the pushback looked like there? Well, Uh, Los Angeles Unified, which is the second largest district in the country, actually did mandate the vaccine for staff. And uh, there is a a religious exemption and a a medical exemption. But in general, that kicked in in mid-October. And what they saw actually is that vaccination rates among teachers and staff went up as the deadline approached. And even after the deadline passed, when workers were put on paid administrative leave, pending a termination process, uh, many more got 
uh, vaccinated. So recent numbers show that about 99, if not more than 99% of teachers are vaccinated. And for other employees where the rates were much lower, it went from about 80% of cafeteria workers, bus drivers, other folks, to 95%. San Francisco, where they have vaccine mandates, you know, for other employees, as you said, they're seeing that. So there is some evidence to suggest that a vaccine mandate with a pretty strict repercussion, if you don't, meaning you could lose your job, could push vaccinations rates up a lot. We're a few months into the school year. How has it been going with COVID safety measures? Have there been outbreaks in classrooms? The reality is we haven't seen huge outbreaks. Um, Most recent numbers show very few classrooms are under quarantine, that the number of students and staff uh, with coronavirus are, are, you know, relatively low. But there is a concern about another winter surge, about other variants and, and other things like that. So, you know, obviously the goal for the country is to get as many people vaccinated as possible to minimize severe illness, hospitalizations, death, and to help prevent another surge. Has the Newsom administration offered an explanation for why a vaccine mandate for educators hasn't been implemented yet? Politically, is this a group he just doesn't want to draw a hard line with for whatever reason? Yeah, I don't know. It's been hard to get answers about the inconsistency of his position in terms of students and and teachers and other staff, given that the vaccine is fully approved for for adults. And, And I think, you know, there's some concern that um, by not requiring staff and teachers now, it's it's putting a lot of weight and responsibility on children to be the ones to get vaccinated, to be the ones to carry the load for protecting, you know, the teachers and other people I- in the schools. Experts at UCSF and, and uh, elsewhere say that this policy doesn't make a lot of sense. If, if you're going to require teachers and staff, let's just require teachers and staff. You know, they don't see the point of waiting. Across the state, uh, the teachers union said still as of uh, October, 10 percent of their membership, which is 325,000 people or 32,000 teachers are still unvaccinated across the state. Jill, in the past, we've talked about how school districts are struggling right now with teacher shortages and budget cuts. Is the fear of losing teachers due to a vaccine mandate a real concern? Yeah, definitely. Except, you know, when I was talking to Hayward Unified, for example, um, they have a tester vaccine mandate for staff and students, and they expect that to cost them $800,000 this year. So that testing option is is costing a lot. Now, there are some revenue sources where they can get money to pay for that, but these tests are not free to school districts. But, uh, you know, it's pretty costly to do weekly testing for hundreds, if not thousands, of of teachers every week. If they were vaccinated, they would not have to be tested every week. The question is, if they were required to be vaccinated, would they leave? You know, and what are the repercussions of, of all of these policy decisions? The repercussions of vaccine mandates remain to be seen. Jill, thank you for explaining what's been happening on the state level. Sure. Thank you. Jill Tucker is an education reporter at The Chronicle. You can find her story about unvaccinated teachers and school staff in California at sfchronicle.com or on The Chronicle app. There you'll also find Rachel Swan's story about SFPD and the city's vaccine mandate. 
Thank you to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thanks to you for listening.